This is Tony Broom Ministries, presenting the old-time preaching and teaching from God's Holy Word. Here's Pastor Tony with a sermon from the Book of the Revelation called, The Two Commendable Churches. John addresses seven churches in the Book of the Revelation. Some people don't like the Book of the Revelation because they say, ooh, that's scary. Well, it is scary, according on what side of the boat you're in, what if you're on the left or the right. You better be right so you won't get left. It's a scary thing if you're not right with God, but if you're right with God, it's not a scary thing. We should tell people what the book of the Revelation says because the time is at hand. We're in the end time now. Although there is spiritual application to all individual churches and to the church, the body of Christ in general, there were actually seven churches in Asia Minor to whom he was writing. To five of these churches, Christ had warnings and at least some condemnation. In chapter 2, verse 4, he tells the church of Ephesus, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love, that first place that you loved the Lord. When you got saved, you didn't care what sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so in the church said or did. Nobody was bothering you. Nothing hurt your feelings because you were so in love with Christ. You were so enamored with your salvation that you didn't care about these little things that were going on. And now, over time, you have lost that fire and that zeal, and you're paying more attention to what he said and what she said. And if the preacher came, if the preacher didn't go, if the, somebody did this or somebody didn't do that, and you have lost your first love. He said, I have this against you because you have lost your first love. He tells him what to do. Repent, remember, and get right with God. In verse 14 and 15, he condemns the church of Pergamos for having the doctrine of Balaam. The doctrine of Balaam cared more about materialism than it did the Lord. Those who held to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, the man-made religion. There is an old-time religion that will help you when you're living and will do you when you're dying. But there's man-made religion in this world that will toss you about and end up leading you into hell. This was man-made religion. Man-made religion will do that to you. In verse 20, he condemns the church in Thyatira for allowing the woman who called herself Jezebel, one like whom we have met in the Old Testament book of 1 Kings, she called herself a prophetess and she taught and seduced the servants of the Lord to commit fornication, mixing religion with sensuality. And this is a danger that you fall into in the modern day that we live. It doesn't matter. You come to church on Sunday or whenever you come to church and you have your religious life. And then throughout the week you have your other life. And it's a separatist thing that they separate their religious life from their other life. So therefore, what they do in their other life doesn't bother them religiously because it's separate. No, it's not separate. We're not a cat. We don't have nine lives. We don't have two lives. We have one life. You cannot separate your morality from your spirituality. It all has to be the same thing. God covers one. He covers the other. In the first part of chapter 3, he condemns the church of Sardis for having a name that they were living, but in reality, they were dead. 
In verse 14 through the end of the chapter, he condemns the church of the Laodiceans because they were lukewarm. They were not hot, they were not cold, but they were lukewarm and you couldn't do anything with them. This only leaves two churches, the two commendable ones. Our Lord's message to them is all commendation and no condemnation. The suffering Smyrna church, chapter 2, verse 8. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, the name means myrrh. And that's what you use for incense. It's what you use in the time of death, that they would use it in part of the burial. This church of Smyrna writes, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. When Jesus addresses the churches in the book of the Revelation, he always gives part of the description of himself to them. And to this church, he describes himself as the first and the last. Well, if you have the first and the last, there's nobody else. If he's the first and he's the last, that means that he's everything in between. The first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He who was dead and is alive. That has to be our Lord. He died on a cruel, rugged cross. They put Him in the grave. And the third day He arose again and He's alive forevermore. Amen. He said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. On the outside, they looked poor. But on the inside, they were rich. They were poor in this world's standards. But they were rich in faith and love. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Sometimes you can appear to be light, but in actuality you're darkness. These people confessed, they professed that they were Jews, but they were not. The reason that they professed that they were Jews is because they were trying to get in on the good line and the good name of the church, but actually they were going the opposite way. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation, not the tribulation period, but just trouble like we have, tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Now you notice that the Lord in this Smyrna church, this suffering Smyrna church, He didn't say, hold on just a little bit, I'm coming, I'm going to get you out, you're going to be free, you're going to be delivered. He didn't say that to them. God did not promise them deliverance on this side of the grave. He said, you're going to have to suffer. Now, God didn't make them suffer. God allowed them to suffer. There's a big thing you need to understand right there. God doesn't make you suffer. As long as you're an obedient child, a son or daughter of His, He doesn't make you suffer. He allows you to suffer sometimes. Because through the suffering you can come through the fire and glorify His name. Heaven, help me a little while. You can come through the fire and glorify His name. He said, Satan will cast some of you into prison. You'll be tried. You'll have tribulation ten days. Be faithful to death, and I will give you the crown of life. It's good to be healed. We've heard a grand and glorious testimony of healing today. It's great to be healed on this side. But the greatest thing is to be born again and the greatest thing is to be carried into the arms of Jesus and be glorified one day. 
Those in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 that said some expected and accepted deliverance. They had their dead raised again. They put armies of aliens to flight. But others were tortured. They were sown asunder. They did not accept deliverance. They said if you just compromise a little bit, if you just let down on the name of Jesus, don't say it, don't get quite so excited, we'll let you go. They said, no, go ahead and cut my head off. I'm not going to let you do it. They would not compromise their faith. And that's what happened to the Smyrna church. They would not compromise their faith. They had to suffer. They had to suffer persecution and even death, but they never compromised. That is the old revivalist. That's where the old revivals lived. Saints who believed what they said and they said what they believed and they stood for what they believed and they lived it to the point of death. Job said, if he slay me, yet will I trust in him? They were like Job who said that. Though he slay me, yet I'll trust in him. And they were like Paul who said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Whether I live or die, I'm going to glorify the Lord. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. He says that to all the churches. He who has an ear, most people I know have at least one of them. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. There is what is called the first death that most every human experiences. But there is a worse death called the second death. You don't want to go through that. That second death is separation from God in hell forever. If you overcome, you will not be hurt by the second death. Then that is one side of the quarter. I'll say I'll let that be the heads. The Smyrna church, we'll give them heads. The faithful Philadelphia church, we'll turn that coin over and, let, and say it's tails. Because on one side, you have the suffering church. They were not promised deliverance on this side of heaven. On the other side, you have a serving church. You have the faithful Philadelphia church. In chapter 3, verse 7, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia means brotherly love. Right, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. And he describes himself like one that is holy and one who is true. He who has the key of David. He holds that Davidic line that comes down through David from Abraham, from Adam to Abraham to David and then to the Messiah. He said, I'm the one who holds that key of the house of David. I'm the one who holds that key of Messiah. I'm the one who has that key. Lord, help me out a little while. He that opens and no man shuts when God opens something, no man can shut it. And if God were to shut something, no man can open it. I know your works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. This is a faithful Philadelphia church. You have an opportunity to serve God. You have an opportunity to get the gospel out. You have an opportunity to reach your generation for Jesus Christ. It might be a little different than what you're used to in the 1940s, but you've got a way, you've got a reason, and you've got a season to reach this generation for Jesus Christ. And he said, I have opened a door real wide. I have kicked that door open, and I've opened it, and no man can shut it. Thou hast a little strength. You say, I feel like I just have a little bit of strength. A little bit is all it takes. Just a mustard seed of faith can speak and move a mountain. Thou hast kept my word. 
has not denied my name. We've held true to the old time religion, even though it might come out in a new smelling package. But we've held true to the old way and we believed in new things that are possible to reach this generation for Jesus Christ. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they're Jews and are not. That's the second time we've read that. But they do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. I'll show who really mine. I'll show who the true church really is. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. This is talking about the tribulation period. You won't have to go through it with the tribulation period. Don't worry about the tribulation period. All you've got to do is settle the old account long ago and you won't have to worry about the tribulation period. I will keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Oh, glory to God. How many times does he say that? I'm coming quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown. Don't get lazy. Don't get lazy, crazy. Don't get beside yourself and say, Jimmy Mack, he ain't never coming back. And you start to eat and to drink with the drunken and to beat the fellow servants and do things you ought not do. Maybelline's been true, but now she's going back to doing the things she used to do. You don't want to do that. You want to stay true to his holy name, endure to the end. Hold fast that which you have that no man take your crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. they talking about when you get to heaven, we're going to go manage Jupiter. We're going to go take care of Mars. We're going to go do this. I said, not me, honey. When I get to that holy city, I don't ever want to get out. I will write upon him my new name, the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. I will write upon him my new name. We are identified with him. He puts His seal upon us. He puts His mark upon us. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is a faithful Philadelphia church. In all the churches, you can look around and you can see portions of all seven of these churches. In most every church, you can see some lukewarmness. In most every church, you can see some deadness. In most every church, you can see a suffering church. But in most every church, you can see the faithful saints who are serving God, who are getting the Word of God out, who are doing what they can to reach the world for Jesus Christ. Father, we love you today. We bless you that we can be part of the saints who are going marching in. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And we thank you that all the condemnation and warnings that are given to the church, we thank you that for the two commendable churches that we have before us, the suffering Smyrna Church, and the faithful Philadelphia church. And we thank you, Lord, that we are faithful. We have times that when we miss the mark and we come short, and you're there to help us, and you're there to deliver us, and to forgive us, and to pick us up. And we want to keep our eyes on the prize and stay true to you till you come again. I pray that many would heed this message today from the book of the Revelation, and many would be saved and born again, healed and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's always exciting to have you take your valuable time to listen to the teaching and preaching of God's Holy Word. This has been a sermon from the Book of the Revelation, entitled, The Two Commendable Churches. 
Make sure that you are part of the family of God by knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. This has been a Tony Broom Ministries production.